Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. And welcome to the Retirement Clinic. I'm Paul Cronforce. Today, hosting the show from the Kowal Investment Group, Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner, who last time you were on was, I think, was, was it last weekend? No, two weeks ago. Yeah. Spitz. Two weeks ago. Yeah. So Jeff got the nickname down. You remember it? We actually call him Grandpa Spitz. That's his nickname. It goes one step further. You told me it's been since like fifth grade, right? It's been a while. So Spitz (laughs) is the name around the office. Now that gets me to wondering, does everybody have a nickname at the Kowal Investment Group? Uh, Can't share some of them. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to even go there, right? Actually, uh, Joe, is uh, his nickname has been uh, Kramer. Yes. Oh, a little Seinfeld? Yeah, because uh, yeah, he just pops into your office. I don't know. Right? He sticks Does his he? Head in there. I fly around the mm-hmm. office. Just Do you enter the room like Kramer? Just I do. I do. Yes. Come in. Uh, he was just a fantastic character. He was. I, that's why I embrace it. I love it. And if I see Seinfeld on... You look like him, too. Thank you. <laughs> Face made for radio. Thank you. Without the hair sticking a mile high. He doesn't have Kramer hair. Okay, so here's the deal. The, the plan today, we are live. So if you have questions on your retirement... That that's such a large umbrella. We get it. It does include Social Security, life insurance, four hundred one k plans, estate planning, Roth IRA, stretch IRAs, life. Oh, I mean, the list goes on and on. Your retirement. Do you have questions? That's why we're here. You can call right now. The Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line will be open the entire hour at 414-799-1130. We're on WIBA Madison. We're on WISN in Milwaukee. You two are a part of the cast of characters daily that do market updates here in WISN. Absolutely. Uh, Twice a day. Twice a day. uh, We have a very uh, passionate group of individuals at uh, Coal Investment Group that really enjoy uh, the work that we do and enjoy helping people. And it's a really fun place to work and we love our clients. Uh, If you have $750,000 or more in retirement assets and are nearing or in retirement, you'd be a perfect fit to give our office a call and uh, we can help you uh, put that retirement of your dreams together. And we also have WIBA in the afternoon market updates once, right? During Vicki McKenna's show? Yep, I think those air around right around four fifty uh, or five o'clock or so. That's when uh, those are airing. So three o'clock here, uh, and, and and then also uh, we got the five o'clock news block, and then also about five o'clock or so in uh, WIBA in Madison. When Jeff is on every week, we do the sexy segment. Nothing is changing. We're going to do all of the segments we normally do in the show today. Oh, absolutely. We also, just sexier. Just sexier. And you also have, I mean, when you guys walked in, you know, the redefined guys are leaving. You're coming in. It's kind of a madhouse for four or five minutes. And then we settle in and we start the show. But I heard some discussion about should you fire your advisor, your financial advisor? And we're going to have a serious discussion about that, Joe, talking about that. You've also got a great topic lined up for the sexy segment. I think, Spitz, you're going to do that one today. Yep. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, large IRA planning topics, so things you can do uh, if you have an IRA that's over a million dollars, and talking about some planning strategies you can do in your early 60s to prevent uh, some some larger tax bills when you get uh, into your required minimum distribution age. And then also something called the wall of worries. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about risk tolerance. Um, there's been a lot of conversation in, in the last month or so with the market volatility um, talking about maybe taking another look at your portfolio, uh, make sure it's aligned with your risk tolerance and your goals. 
uh, the wall of worries. I like that. You've been hearing so much discussion. Are we headed toward a recession? Uh, I want to include that. I want to ask you guys for your spin on that and what you think. I see nothing but mostly positive signs in the economy. I mean, the numbers that come out every week, and I'm sure we'll touch on that, just seem very encouraging. Lowest unemployment rate. The African-American community, lowest unemployment rate in the history. Think about that. Yeah, the the economy is in in good shape right now. Uh, Are we slowing a little bit in growth? Yes, maybe. But isn't that normal? But it's still growth. We're, you know, our, our gross domestic product, how we measure uh, the per, uh, productivity of our economy, is growing at about 2%. And we had more jobs added, even though some people said it wasn't enough. When you're at full employment, it's hard to imagine. How can you add many jobs Correct. when we're at full employment? Yeah, and, and, and the other thing, too, is that number that came out on Friday with the jobs. Now, I mean, August is a weird month in general. I mean, we heard it on the last show they were talking about with home sales and and they're talking a little bit about it's a, it's a transition time frame, yeah, kids at, going back yeah, to school. Labor and Day, like. yeah, you got it. Yep, and then you get back into a normal pattern once you once you hit September again too. So I wouldn't put too much of an emphasis on that. What was that one hundred thirty thousand relative to the right. estimate was one hundred fifty or something like that? So, oh wow, twenty thousand yeah. short. But we are, the employment numbers under four percent. Mm-hmm. For unemployment, that's really good. Yeah, which is generally considered full employment. You're always going to have a fraction of the communities that just aren't going to work. Yeah, the, I I read something the other day about well, they have the the unemployment rate, right? So the unemployment tells us um, that's people that are looking for for jobs. Uh, if you take a look at the number that shows everybody, even those that have given up looking, I think it's something like seven percent unemployment, which is still. Um, I feel pretty good uh, as far as an unemployment rate. If you're saying, because those people aren't even looking for a job. I mean, they may yeah. have income from other sources or they might not just want to work. They just may not want to work. Yeah, they may not happen. have to work. Yeah, Maybe it's an inheritance. Maybe they just, you know, family trust and they have enough money to live on. Why do I need a job? Yeah. yeah so, And I was going to say the other thing to consider is what drives our economy. 70% of our GDP is consumer spending. Think about the your neighbors, the, your friends that you talk to. We're in good shape right now. You talked about it on on the, the show previously about yep. people are remodeling their homes and they're oh spending my gosh. money like you wouldn't believe on their homes. It's a very strong. So I do the remodeling show every Saturday morning. It's two hours. They're telling me they can't keep up, the contractors. Right. What does that tell you? People are spending money on remodeling. I think they're spending money on entertainment. Yep. I think people are driving very nice automobiles. You don't see many rust buckets on the roads these days. Yeah. It seems like a strong economy. But that being said, that's just the surface. We're going to peel you know, those layers and talk about that today. Right. We do have Aaron Kowal coming up with the Boss Minute as well. That's for business owners and their savings and security. And just a little background on the Kowal Investment Group before we get started here. And remember, you can call or text in with any question on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 414-799-1130. In addition to the World Headquarters... In Waukesha, you're in Port Washington. In Madison, you've got the Middleton office. Phoenix, Arizona, and that newest location, Racine and Spitz, that is fantastic because you've got the big sign right off the freeway at Highway 20. Yeah, hard to miss. It's a uh, lot of traffic out front, too. Uh, it's It's a busy area down there. That's where all the construction is, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just Just south south of us. Um, People need need to slow down. Yeah. All these news reports of accidents, if you just kept your speeds down, you'd be okay. Yeah. Uh, But he's acting I can tell. I I, I am. You're one of of those guys that's going 90, aren't you? He just called me Grandpa Spitz. (laughs) 
I, I'm not the speeder at all. You're the slow guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm the slow guy. You're the yeah. one that's a, a hundred cards behind you. Yes, it was yeah, a guy I'm, in front keeping us. I'm the guy trying to teach everybody a lesson and going uh, slow in the fast lane. Good, I he's like very, that. He's very even keel. Uh, he doesn't get overly emotional. That's why he's such a good financial advisor. That okay. Joe, you should have a conversation with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that ties right into our, probably our first topic, and maybe that's where we start the show before we take some questions. A financial advisor, what's your portfolio doing? Are you happy with it? How do we know if it's time to hire a new one? And that includes firing your old one. Or, Joe, there's people that don't work with advisors, and they're doing it on their own. What are your thoughts? Correct. So this article came out of uh, Kiplinger's magazine uh, last month, and uh, and it's just perfect uh, to introduce today. And it leads into talking about, you know, hiring the right financial advisor and advisory group. Uh, and to set up the story, uh, the example they give in the article, it's titled When to Fire Your Advisor. And the example they use in the article is a couple that's 58 years old uh, and getting close to retirement. And they ask their advisor the question, do I have enough to retire? Can you show me and give me some assurance that we have enough assets to provide the income we need throughout retirement. And the advisor's answer to them was, trust me, you're fine. Ooh. So trust me. Big mistake there. They were I, looking for I, the I, advisor to I, actually show them. Well, a, I want details, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know they, they wanted to see a retirement cash flow to say, yes, okay, I have enough assets. So you know, we look at that and kind of chuckle uh, because that is so far from what we do at the Kowal Investment He should group. have a lot more to say than, trust me, you're fine. Right, right. So, so if that happens to you, please give our office a call at uh, 522-4040. <laughs> but Spitz, let me, let me oh, go yeah, through. Go ahead, Joe. The article makes uh, six points uh, that I think are great to consider uh, if your relationship with your advisor just isn't working out and, and, and maybe it is time to, to make a change. The first one is no chemistry with your advisor. And this is one we talk a lot about with, uh, in our discovery meeting with new prospects. And we say this, we, we say we're, we're not trying to be arrogant when we say this, but we only work with people that we, we like. And life is too short. And it goes the other way. If you don't like your advisor, you need to find one that you do. If you're cringing to have to make a phone call or send an email or talk to the individual, you need to make a change. So I think that's a very good point to, to start the article. Yeah, that's a natural sort of visceral gut. You, either you get along with somebody really well or you're just not you know, getting along. Nobody knows that but you. Right. I guess so if there's some friction there and you don't feel comfortable, time to move on. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, you know, there's 300,000 advisors throughout the country. So there you can find one that is the best fit for you. And, you know, we like to feel we're the best fit for everyone, but you know, at the Coal Investment Group, we're not, we're not necessarily the best fit for everyone. That's why we go through a process to get to know the individual or or the family to see if we are the right fit. Now, your niche, Jeff, has talked about this well since two thousand and one. Since we right, I think yeah. no. When did we start the show? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. two thousand and one. Right around the right before the attacks, the nine eleven. Um, so he said the niche for us is retirement. 
And that's a little bit different than some financial advisors where they do everything. We focus on retirement, and that is still what you do at the Coal Investment Group. Correct. And that leads me into another point that they make in the article. They say, if your situation changes, you might need to look at finding the right advisor if your situation changes. And the example I'll give is if you are young and in accumulation phase, you have different needs than somebody that's nearing or in retirement. So if you're uh, nearing or in retirement, you should be looking for a firm and an advisor that specializes in retirement, which is what Jeff founded the business on in 1987. He said, I would like to uh, focus our operation, our process, our business on those individuals nearing or in retirement. That's why we, we call ourselves a retirement specialist. So that's a situation where if, if you run into that and your situation changes, you, you might need to look at uh, the right advisor that fits your situation. Joe, we do have to sneak in our, our first break, but I want to continue on this list after you've got some advice too on what to look for. Maybe there's some red flags that pop up, but you know, working with a financial advisor, sometimes it's a friend that you've used for years right. and you feel bad about ending that relationship. Then again, you got to look at it from the common sense standpoint. This is your money. This is your nest egg that Absolutely. you've worked so hard at. Absolutely. And, and I, I definitely feel confident that you can work with friends, but there has to be a business relationship there and you have to be able to separate it. I've worked with many friends and family over the years and some of those relationships have not worked out and lasted, but it, it, it doesn't hurt your friendship or your family. It's, it's, it's a business and you have to do what is best for you. Absolutely. Your situation. Yeah, that, that was well put with Aaron Spitzner, Joe still both from the Kowal investment group. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. The website is the Spitz, you're all about social. So give us all that social media. Oh, you, you always call me out on the social media. Like I'm the guru here. I think you're the um, youngest one in the room. I don't know. I, I just figure you know, I know more. But I, see, here we go. I got to get the, uh, my notes down here for our, our social media. But um, So you can find us, obviously, on, on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. And you can still find the Jeff Kowal MySpace page out there, too. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just joking. With like a family photo that's 25 years old. Oh, I did have a MySpace page when it first came out. I, I do remember that. You guys may not. I, I Oh, I remember it. You remember it? I never had a page, but. Yeah. Um, and of course, so you're on Facebook. You're on LinkedIn. Yep. Uh, on Twitter. Twitter as, as well. Yep. And of course, the main website, which has links to all of these. Yep. At the Kowalway.com. Yeah, the Kowalway.com. Yep. K-O-W-A-L. Some people just want to pick up the phone and talk to somebody. If that's the case, call the Kowal Investment Group at 262-522-4040. 522-4040. Okay, we'll come right back with more of the Retirement Clinic. Speaking of phone numbers, if you've got questions or you want to simply give us a text, we'll keep the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line open at 414-799-1130. On WIBA Madison and WISM Milwaukee, the Retirement Clinic will be right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. We've talked about a lot of ways to sell businesses, but not about how to address an issue that many businesses face, debt. First, take inventory of your debt. Sort all your different types of debt by interest rates and monthly payments. This can help you prioritize which debts to take on first. Many times, highest interest rate debt should be the first on the list to address. Second is to cut costs. Consider selling off any equipment, office supplies, or any other items that you don't use too often. Also consider smaller offices or split costs with other companies. 
Next, refinance high-cost debt. If you can't pay off any debts in full, it may make sense to explore refinancing. The Federal Reserve has not been clear, which has caused some uncertainty about interest rates, and now may be a great time to explore consolidating those debts into one, if possible, and take advantage of the great rates while they last. Last, shorten payment terms with clients. Your business might have clients on long-term payment plans. Maybe they even consistently pay late. Either way, it may make sense to revise payment terms. 30-day rather than 90-day payment terms can boost the speed of cash flowing into the business. Also, early payment discounts and late payment penalties can be effective ways to whittle down what is owed to you. Dropping debt that can be an anchor is one way to help with the long-term prospects, but also can greatly increase the value of your business, especially if you're looking to make an exit. That was Aaron Kowal with today's Boss Minute, Business Owners, Savings, and Security. And we don't need to elaborate at all, but real quickly, Spitz and Joe Still, uh, you work with business owners every day. Many of those business owners have their business, and they don't have a retirement plan, or they might say, listen, my business is my plan. Correct. Yeah, there's a lot of planning that needs to go into that. And we really work uh, closely with them to put a plan together to how do we get that money out of the business and and put that in, in the right investments and the right products to uh, help you uh, pay an, pay you an income for retirement. Right. So, and yeah. you might, it might be a family business with a, a family succession business. plan and the kids are going to be the next generation. Yeah, that's the other thing to consider. Uh, extremely important for a business owner that has has the majority of their wealth in their business to have an estate plan and um, to protect those assets, especially if you get into a blended family uh, with multiple children. Uh, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered to make sure what if that business owner walks out tomorrow and gets hit by a bus who gets the Who business? Gets the business. How does the business keep running? Let's hear about this. Where do the assets go? We've done entire shows on estate planning, and we've had experts in here. But do you have your affairs in order? Correct. A- and uh, let's be honest: the stats show half of Americans just aren't properly prepared in that regard. Correct. And we never know what's coming around the the bend tomorrow. And uh, so. We, we say this, we, we plan for the worst case scenario to happen, and then we hope for the best. You know, and you have to. You have to. You just have to. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, you're going to leave your family hanging, and that's not a good thing either. Correct. Correct. Yeah, and another thing about businesses in general, that, that have, has been a kind of a, a bigger topic, I'd say, in the last year or so is, uh, real quick, was we talked about unemployment being so low. And when you have a, a small business, you want to keep your employees. And so what I've been seeing and hearing more of is, hey, what can we do to keep our employees? And we're talking, and more business owners are starting retirement plans for their employees. Not necessarily 401ks. Uh, they come, 401ks are a little bit more cost prohibitive. There's a lot of filings with the government, but more like simple and SEP IRAs. Yeah, just offering to, a SEP plan. Yep, 2 to 3% match, something like that. Uh, business owner gets a tax reduction on that. Um, and the employees are happy because uh, without that, they wouldn't have had anything uh, as far as retirement planning goes. Also, so. you're bringing up a key point here, Aaron, if they want to retain those good employees, because yep. in this market, full employment, they're just going to go somewhere else that offers a plan. Yep. Right. Yeah. So a lot of them are saying, hey, what can I do to keep my employees around? Uh, you know, 3.7% unemployment rate, what can I do? Uh, and that's one of those options that besides, he- I mean, healthcare is, is, is one of those real expensive options, but mm-hmm. at least leading with some sort of a retirement plan with a 2 to 3% match on, on the account. Um, it's been working out pretty well. 
benefits are a big deal when it comes time to finding the right job, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the salary, but what what are the benefits? Yep. Right, yep. Uh, I interrupted Joel Still because we had to take a break because we're on WIBA and WI and so we're kind of on a format here. But I interrupted you about halfway through your list on should I fire my financial advisor? Correct. And you're bringing up some really good points, and that's it's from Kiplinger's. So Kiplinger's it's an, magazine. Uh, I'm I'm in a. I've actually been a subscriber of Kiplinger's magazine um, for a long time. When I got out of school, um, I think it was the first magazine I uh, subscribed to that shows that I'm basically a dork uh, when it comes to <laughs> I, I financial. Pe- I read People uh, magazine. Planning. Yeah, you read so, Kiplinger's. Yeah, yeah, but and it's uh, the real magazine, physical, not online. Correct. Uh, they they obviously have an online uh, site now, and you can sign up for that too. But um, but getting back to the article. Uh, another good point that they make in the article is uh, your advisor is cagey about compensation. So if you're not sure how your advisor is getting paid, then that's an issue. Uh, And if you're not sure what you're paying your advisor, that's on them. Uh, We consider it our responsibility as your financial advisor to explain exactly how we get paid, what you're paying us, and the value that we're providing. There should be transparency. Full full transparency. If there's not full transparency, then you need to t- take a look at why well, and, I mean, and clearly ask your advisor that question. You're an advisor. I, I am paying you something to be my advisor. You have a job. You have to make a, an income, right? Correct. So I know that as a client, there should be no problems with an open line of communication. And if you say that cagey word, if you're not getting a good answer, you're getting the runaround, right. do something else. And and I think Aaron would attest to this. You cannot believe how many people come into our door that have no idea what they're paying their current advisor, what they're paying in you know the the investment company and in, in internal fees. Um, and and it's it's uh, it's the advisor's job to inform and educate on that particular topic. And it has to be full transparency. Do you often get people that come in the door with no advisors? Listen, I got a 401k plan. I'm getting up. I mean, I could kind of use myself as an example. I've been investing for 30 years in a 401k plan. I'm 53, Joe. Um, But there are people that have never used an advisor ever. Once you get to a certain point, if you're at a half million, 750 pushing a million, you might want to seek some help. Correct. We we see it all the time. That's a uh, lot of money. And absolutely it's a lot of money. And people understand when they get close to retirement and they, they've been doing a great job of living within their means and saving money every single paycheck. But now what? You know, the question is, and they look at it and say, wow, now I'm, I can't believe how, how time has, has gone by so quickly. Now I'm a couple years from retirement. What do I do? Mm-hmm. I had the conversation this week uh, with a uh, prospective client, and they're looking for help, and uh, and so we can help them put that plan together and take that burden off of them. That's so they right. Don't have to worry about about anything. Sleep a little bit easier at night. Yeah. Okay. So know how much you're paying your advisor. For know sure. how much you're paying your advisor. Another good one is communication is spotty. <laughs> And this is one, again, we hear all the time. Man, uh, I met with my current advisor, you know, the, the first time and we, we had some rapport and it was a great meeting and I felt good. They put a plan in front of me and they put me in some investments, but now I haven't heard from them in a year. 
Wow, a year. You know, um, it, yeah. it shouldn't be a year. No, no. And and it's not just, you know, we sit down with our clients formally a couple times a year to go through their portfolio and their planning. Um, and that should be a minimum. Some clients we meet with more on a quarterly basis. But communication is also uh, us putting events together, educational seminars and things throughout the year. Uh, we do that at least four to six times a year. And and you said a formal sit-down. There, There's also, it could be a, an informal phone call to the office. Correct. I got a quick question. What do you think? Correct. Correct. And yep. That should not be a problem. When we get nervous about what's happening in the markets uh, and when we see a lot of volatility and things you know, happening, we will send out a communication to let our clients know, here's what we're thinking. We did it at the end of last year. We sent out a couple of videos, one in October and, uh, and one in December, basically saying, here's what we think about what's happening in the economy. Um, the markets aren't matching up with the good fundamentals in the economy. Um, so don't panic. We're not panicking right now. We're not selling at the bottom. You know, that's the worst possible thing you can do. If you get emotional, call our office. We'll talk through it. Uh, but that's uh, communication is huge. We're very proactive when it comes to communication with our clients. Uh, the next one would be, um, and this is a good one, you spot red flags. And I'm going to read out of the article uh, because this is, it, I'm, I'm laughing because it's kind of comical uh, that you would even have a second thought of changing advisors if this happened to you. You stop getting statements. You're guaranteed a market beating return. Uh, or this is this is a good one. The advisor tells you to write checks to him or her instead of their firm. Oh well, that one. <laughs> Come on, that yeah. one. Even I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I just chuckle at that because if if that's happening, then we might have some other issues. Going I mean, on. there's some legal issues that probably yeah. are going to crop up if yeah. that's the case. But you know, you look at you know our our biggest um, uh, you know financial advisor um, Ponzi scheme in our lifetime, the Bernie Madoff. Uh, how was Bernie and his firm continuing to deliver these unbelievable returns when everyone else wasn't? Right. And that we're guaranteed. If you hear, we guarantee you. Yeah. I mean, every investment comes with some level of risk. Would you agree? Of course. No matter what you're in. Of course. Yeah. And that leads us into a topic that Aaron's going to cover around understanding the risk and the risk tolerance that that you have as a as a client, and it's our job to help you figure that out. What are the best investments for you? And and I hate saying it depends, but it really does. You need uh, an advisor to take the time to go through your whole situation and truly understand where you are, what kind of income you need, what your time horizon is. Um, is one of your first questions that you ask when do you want to retire? Of course, absolutely. When would you like to retire? And then we'll run the numbers and see if there's a high probability that you can pay yourself that income throughout your whole retirement. I'm, I'm 53, so I'm starting to already ask Jeff questions like, when's the first RMD? I, I can. It's 59 and a half, right? Uh, you can start withdrawing uh, penalty-free out of your IRA at 59 and a half. Um, 
the RMD or the required minimum distribution right now is at 70 and a half. 70. That's when the government says, okay, we've waited You're right. long I didn't enough. phrase that right because yeah. RMD means it's required. You have right. to buy right. 70 and a half. Right. And that could change. Uh, we have the SECURE Act that is in the Senate right now that's been passed by the House. Yeah, 72 it would be. And that would they, they're proposing to raise that required minimum distribution age to 72. What are the thoughts on that passing? Uh, the thoughts are it's it's probably going to pass. Okay. Um, you know I, uh, you know the uh, looking at at the Senate and Congress right now, it's hard to get anything pushed through there. So yeah, I don't know exactly when that's going to happen, but you know the the experts that we read and that we talk to say that it, it's highly probable that. Um, it's going to get passed because there's bipartisan support on the bill. So clearly there's emotions that come into that factor. When you ask somebody, when do you plan to retire? It's, it's, it's an emotional topic, meaning it's a good thing. This is what we've been waiting for. Correct. I mean, personally, I love my job. I love radio. I'm nowhere near even thinking about retirement, right. but kind of it's out there. Yep. Like I can see where, okay, when you get to be 56, 57, I need to dial that in yeah. and, and put a pencil to paper. Right. And, and a lot of people haven't done that and they get close and they're thinking, well, you know, can I retire? You know, is, is now a good time to retire? Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll go through the whole process with them to map out every possible scenario to say, what if you retired today? Could you? And then if you did, what would you do? And, you know, we have a number of people that, uh, the light bulb comes on and they're like, okay, I have options now. Yeah, This is great. Let's, let's figure that out. And, and we act as a catalyst to have that conversation between a husband and a wife. There's a lot of moving parts. So there's social security. There's, you're right. If there's a spouse, well, does she have a retirement plan? Are you putting both of those together? Looking at the numbers? It's exciting. It's an exciting time of your life. Very exciting. Something to look forward to, retirement. Hey, Spitz, I think uh, somebody told me you're doing the sexy segment today. Is that true? That's right. Give us a little tease. I'm I'm looking forward to it. We're going to talk a little bit about some large IRA planning opportunities. So basically, some of the stuff you guys just hit on there, uh, talking about Social Security, uh, required minimum distributions, maybe Roth conversions, and how um, how to reduce your tax bill in retirement. Yeah, taxes play a large part in your planning, correct? That, yes, that's right. It's it's one of those things where um, one wrong move uh, could cost you a significant amount of money in, in retirement. So mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about some strategies that you can do early on uh, to reduce that tax bill. And I, I do know this just from Jeff doing the show and stressing to me that tax, tax laws change every year. In your industry, every year, seemingly, now we just talked about the SECURE Act. What if that passes? Well, things are constantly changing, and mm-hmm. somebody's got to stay up on top of that stuff. Yeah. the um, And right now, is it, I mean, you look at rates right now, they're historically low. Uh, so take it, we got to take advantage of that. Uh, I look forward down the road. I mean, where do we think they're going to go from here? It's likely that they'll go up when these these uh, rates sunset in like what is it twenty twenty five? Uh, we'll go back to the old tax rates, and then I, I you know I just look look into the future and say, do you look at the government cutting taxes ever again? And I, think about uh, think right. about think about where we were last year at this time. We were completely opposite when we were talking about interest rates. Mm-hmm. We we thought they were going to continue to go up, and, that's the, and right. the Fed was going to continue to raise it, and that's completely you know taken a one eighty, um, and you know. There's a lot of planning that was adjusted because of that. You know, last year at this time, we were saying, you know, um, we might want to buy more bonds next year if interest rates go up because the the bond prices would come down and you'd 
get them at a discount. You know, yeah, going back to what Spitz said, that is true. Trump's tax plan does it ends in in twenty twenty five. Yep. Yeah, and one of the interesting things is with our cash flow planning software. Now we can kind of integrate both both tax plans, uh, so we can take a look at what your tax situation looks like. Um, with the current tax code on, under these uh, lower tax rates, and then we can run a like, well, what-if type scenario to say, okay, what happens if we go back and, and rates go back up? How does that affect your plan? And then model in things like a Roth conversion, things like that. Clearly, it's helped the economy, correct? I don't want to get all political and talk about Trump and everything, but the plan worked. It seemed the deregulation, the lower taxes, that's business-friendly. That's a good thing. Yeah, and absolutely, you talk about more money in your pocket, and, and that Joe kind of talked, let off the show talking about more money in your pocket, consumer spending more, consumer 70% of our economy. So if they're doing well, they're spending more, it's going to continue to uh, to lift lift things as far as gross domestic product in our economy. Well, so. as far as corporation or corporate America, instead of leaving and going to other countries for that tax relief, they're staying. Yep. Yeah, and you look at one industry, the oil industry, we're now exporting more oil than we're importing, which is historic. You'd have never said and that 20, 30 years no, ago or even no. thought that was possible. No, and it's 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 exciting for for us to be in that position today yeah. because we have enough oil uh, in, in North America to— Yeah, but with all the regulations, we can never get no, at it. Exactly. Once once those were lifted, um, you know, that increased jobs and— why do we need to be dependent on on other countries for oil? We you don't. Got it. We have enough here uh, to satisfy our our uh, energy needs for what six hundred years or something yep, crazy. Yeah, like and that. by then we're going to be on onto something else. Correct. I would imagine. Correct. I don't know what that is, but we will be. I'm sure. It's exciting stuff. I mean, the whole change with the automotive industry. And did you see that? This is way off topic, but I'll mention it. And then we got to take a break. You know, the automated cars, the Tesla, with the guy that fell asleep. Yeah. When he's driving, his yeah. first time, somebody on a, I think it was an SUV or a semi, looking down the video, the driver totally out with the with the newspaper on his lap, <laughs> right. the car driving itself. If that's the future, I don't know if I want to be a part of that. I, I can't it, get used to that idea. Yeah, it's it's a scary thought, but that's the direction we're heading. Yeah, it's you already know, cars it's are yanking thought. us back when we hit the line and bringing us back in the lane and self-parking and all that stuff. I'm kind of a control freak in my car. I, I want to drive. Right. Even if like my wife was, I, get, let me drive. I want to drive. Maybe that's just my own personal problem. Anyway, we got Spitz coming up. You are going to do the sexy segment. That's next. It's about wealth management and preservations and IRAs will be talked about. And if you've got any questions or want to sneak a call in, you can do so. You can also reach the Kowal Investment Group by calling them at 262-522-4040 or visit their website, thekowalway.com. We'll be right back. All right, that music tells us it's time for the sexy segment by way of background. This is a segment we do every show with Jeff Kowal on the Retirement Clinic. And today, Aaron Spitzner is here along with Joe Still. And we're going to talk a little bit about wealth management and preservation. Um, It's going to be a little bit shorter because we need to leave time for a special segment that I, I think is really good. It's called the Wall of Worries. This well, it's bound. We're bound to hit a recession. We're bound for the, and we're going to do that at the end of the show. But for now, Spitz, the sexy segment. The floor is yours. That's right. Uh, you know, I, I thought it would be important to cover this segment uh, because I've been having a lot of conversations around uh, uh, some IRA planning opportunities for those that have over a million dollars in their four hundred one k or IRA. Um, just to put this into perspective, um, in twenty eleven, there was a study done. 
Uh, about 600,000 people uh, across the U.S. had over a million dollars in retirement assets. Now, that was 2011. So, right, we're coming out of a recession. Um, markets are a little bit beaten up. Um, but here we are today. There hasn't been a study done recently. But, I mean, we're, you know, 10 years, a- almost 10 years after that. I'd imagine that number is significantly higher. And also, Fidelity did a study of their 401k participants. And just at Fidelity, there's 200,000 um, individuals who have over a million dollars in retirement assets. Wow. So that's just at Fidelity. Now, there's a lot of different um, brokerage firms, as you're aware of, uh, that are out there. So just think of how that number has inflated to today. So I thought this would be a timely topic uh, to discuss some of the planning opportunities that that you could do in your you know, in your early 60s as far as to reduce your tax consequences when you get in into your 70s. So um, if you have over a million dollars, your IRA, I think it'd be easy to say that your IRA could generate more income than you need in retirement. If you think about it this way, um, just with a pension and Social Security, uh, so if you're fortunate enough to have a pension, it's called 15000 Social Security, if both you and your spouse work, that'd be about $50,000, $65,000 right there. Now, when you get to 70 and a half, if your 401k or IRA value is about a million dollars, the government is going to require you to take money out of that account. Your required minimum distribution on a million dollar account and with today's numbers would be about $36,000. A- annually. Yeah. So, so let's say now you could live off of 80000 but now... You have an RMD, you have the pension and social security, so your income is going to be over hundred thousand, under $100,000. So what do I do with that extra thirty six that I don't really need? Yeah, so you, yeah, you don't really need a portion of that money, but the government wants you to pay tax on it. Yep. So what can we do today to avoid that down the road? Uh, one, of those, one of the ideas there is a Roth conversion. I mean, that's not a new idea by any means. Um, we've been talking about it throughout the show, low tax rates creates that opportunity to, to do a Roth conversion. So you take that money that's in your tra- traditional IRA or your 401k and you convert it to a Roth. So you pay tax on it today, it goes into a Roth, you never have to pay tax again, you let it grow in the market. Um, a couple of reasons I like the Roth conversion, it reduces your RMD at 70 and a half. So you have less money in an IRA and therefore um, you don't have as big of an RMD. So you don't have that twenty thirty thousand dollars excess in income when you're 70 and a half. We can reduce that and lower your tax bill in, uh, in your retirement years. Another way is when you have Roth money, that passes tax-free. Well, it, basically, that's tax-free money that passes to your beneficiaries. So if it's your kids as your beneficiaries, what a better, you know, who wouldn't love, you know, hey, I inherited $100,000, $200,000 from mom and dad, and I never have to pay tax on this money. And the government, yeah, the government makes you take it out when you inherit it a little bit each and every year, but you never have to pay tax on it. Uh, so that's another uh, great reason to look at Roth conversions. And the third is if you have a lower RMD, so you know once you're, again, in your 70s and you have a lower RMD, you, in a sense, have lower taxable income, um, and therefore you can, depending on your income, um, if you're hovering around that $170,000 or so, uh, you can reduce your Medicare premiums. What happens is once you have over $170,000 in, in taxable income, your Medicare premiums go up uh, roughly, uh, you know, I think it's like $62 to $65 on a monthly basis. So you can save a significant amount of money, just do a Roth conversion, maybe pay the tax now, and, and there you go. Now, here's the question I get from everybody, is right? Hey, I'm going to do a Roth conversion. What's it going to cost me? Um, so I ran some numbers here uh, because that's always the, the million-dollar question is, hey, it sounds great, Aaron, but what am I going to have to pay in taxes? 
So let's say you're that same couple that, that can live off of $80,000 a year. So that gives you about $23,000 in headroom before you get into the next tax bracket. So you could, in a sense, you could convert about $23,000 at the 12% rate. So it's going to cost you about $2,800 in extra tax that year. Now, let's say you're, you're getting real aggressive here and you're saying, hey, I'm going to pay at 12% and 22, but I want to stop when I get to the 24% rate. There you're looking at converting potentially like $112,000, which would trigger about $22,000 in extra tax to the, to, to the federal government in one year. But no, you think about it. You pay that tax now. You never have to do it again. You can reduce your Medicare premiums. That money's going to go tax-free to your kids. Yeah. And then also um, you're going to reduce your RMD, so you're not going to get stuck with that big tax bill down the road. And you're doing it at, at lesser rates today that, than what we could be experiencing down the road. That's right. So that's how I look at kind of if you have that big IRA and you're in your early 60s, what are some planning strategies? That's a really good idea. The other idea is if you want to reduce that taxable income is just to look at qualified charitable distributions. So what you're doing there is you're basically, instead of paying tax on that money when you take it out of your IRA, you're sending that money directly to a charity. And by doing so, um, you're basically uh, not paying tax on that money. So we talk a lot about qualified charitable distributions. And if you, um, again, doesn't want to hit your bank account, you want to go directly from your IRA to the charity, and you don't have to pay tax on that. Uh, on that, uh, if, if you're already giving to a charity, it makes so much sense. Yep. Yeah, that was Let's just take it out of your IRA. That was very sexy. Oh, it was good stuff, Spitz. Thank you. Well planned out. The Did sexiest you research? of all sexy segments right. Well, right well, there. well, we got to be careful now. Jeff is going to be back next oh, week. And hopefully he's not listening. <laughs> right. Oh, he's listening. Oh, I'm sure he is. we got the app. You can listen anywhere in the world. We're on the iHeart app. Hey, that was good stuff. We're going to leave you enough time to come back. The wall of worries, what we hear so much about, well, it's bound to go down. The economy bound to hit a recession, right? We're going to address the wall of worries next on WISN and WIBA. Stick around. It's the Retirement Clinic. Okay, we're only got about two minutes left here, so we're gonna we're gonna go through this quick. The wall of worries, Aaron. Yeah, I'll Spitzner. talk as fast as I can here. Okay, okay. Um, which and is Joel not still. You can chime in, too. which is not very yeah. fast. Oh, well, you're a fast talker. Yeah. If you listen to his market reports, he he can spit it out. <laughs> well, you better hurry yeah, up. Yeah, the the wall of worries. The re- the reason I bring that up is it's a lot of things we're hearing about in the offices. You know, what happens if Trump loses? Uh, I'm afraid of a recession. What's this about the inverted yield curve? We just had uh, uh, we have. The thing with China and Hong Kong, and then people are talking about the tariff war, the trade war, and, and there's all there's always concerns. There's always things to be worried about. But right now is is a great time to look at your portfolio, and make sure it's aligned with your your risk tolerance. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because we've come back now. It was a volatile August. Markets are back about one and a half percent behind where we were at the end of July. So we're we're back. Things are calm. For, for the last two weeks. So let's take a look at risk tolerance and make sure that your portfolio is aligned um, with your goals and that you can stomach a, 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 a drop in the market. So I'm not saying that there's going to be a recession, but you, you want to make you know, sure that... I'll, Spitz, you said it perfectly. There's always going to be a wall of worries. Yep. Always. There's always going to be something in the planet that's right. going on. And it takes a conversation with your advisor to go through all those variables to understand exactly what your concerns are, we think is the right for you. But if you can't sleep at night, then it's not right for you. That's and and the a key. survey 
a, a survey is not going to figure that out. It's a conversation. So call our office if you're worried, if you don't have a retirement plan, if you need help trying to navigate through Social Security, Medicare, uh, or just worried in general about can I retire. Give our office a call, 262-522-4040, and we'll set an appointment. Maybe good news. You may be surprised at where you're at. You may. Uh, and if you can't sleep at night, that is a good reason to have a conversation. Correct. The wall of worries. You're yeah. right, Spitz. We're always going to have something up. You want to have a good understanding of what you're, you're willingness to take risk and your ability to take risk. And a survey will tell you your willingness, but we also want to know, can you take that risk and how does it fit into your plan? Well done today. Aaron yep. Spitzner, or Spitz as we call him. Thank, thank you. you. And Joe Still, thank you so much. Thank you, Paul. It's We're going to end with the website. We're going to give out the phone number. It is thekowalway.com. The phone number, 262-522-4040. Thanks for tuning into the Retirement Clinic, WIBA and WISN Milwaukee.